0: Today's guest on Babby's House has an amazing God story. It's a story of childhood abuse, drug addiction, prison time, and so much more. He's the author of Thank God I Got Caught. You'll want to hear this wonderful interview today here on Babby's House with my guest Clark Crawford. Stick around. This is Babby's House coming to you right now.
1: Babby's house. At Babby's house, Babby's house everybody is oh, welcome to house.
0: this is the day that the lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it right here on Babby's house. I am Babby Mason and I'm the host of the show and I'm so happy that you've joined me today. I hope you're doing well and that you're enjoying the deep end of God's blessings. Well, I am so blessed to have as a very special guest, Clark Crawford. And I'll tell you, this brother in the Lord has quite a story. It's a story of childhood abuse, prison time, drug addictions, uh, attempts to take his life. But you know, I love that word, but, because it means a U-turn, and that's what God has done and is doing in his life. You'll want to hear the story of Clark Crawford today here on Babby's House, and I want to start the show with a song that I've loved for many years, and it says, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. If you have doubts or uncertainties in your heart today about God's love, be assured that he loves you just as much as he loves his son.
1: could do, no. versus uh-huh. I ah, sí.
0: Well, I'm glad you came back to Babby's house. And if you are a believer, then you have a story. You have a God story of how God got a hold of your life, turned your life around, introduced you to Jesus. And Jesus has set you on a different course. Of course, that's changed your life, and the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And that is my story, and I'm sticking to that. And it's also my guest story. His name is Clark Crawford. And he has got several books. Uh, the title that I'm holding in my hand is Thank God I Got Caught. So you know behind that title is a great story. Let's welcome to Babby's house, Clark Crawford. My friend, I'm happy to have you on the show today. Thank thanks, you, Babby. Thanks for being here. I'm
2: honored to be here. Oh, I'm
0: honored to have you, my brother. So now I want you to tell me, I read in your bio, you had a, a very uh, trying childhood. You are a victim of child abuse, uh, drug addiction, prison time attempts on your life. So can you just share a little bit about your background?
2: Yes, ma'am. It uh, started at the age of five, abuse from my father. And uh, mental, emotional, and physical. As a sports star, other people will tell you, uh, as a young boy. And, um, but as I was playing football, basketball, baseball, if I ever made a mistake, Babby, all I heard was my father screaming at me, yelling at me from the stands humiliating me. If I threw an interception, I was cussed out. If I missed a free throw, I was cussed out. If I struck out playing baseball, when I got back to the dugout, my dad was waiting there. You know, discipline can be good, but it needs to be done in secret. I was humiliated all the way up until 18 years old. I tried to quit sports. He wouldn't let me. Um, When I'd come home, if I struck out, I had to swing a bat in the backyard for 30 minutes. I missed a free throw. I had to shoot baskets for 30 minutes. If I threw an interception, I had to throw a football for 30 minutes. That went all the way up to high school. Again, I tried to quit. He wouldn't let me. Out of high school, I went off and I tried to play for the Philadelphia Phillies. I was a shortstop. But I hurt my knee and my ankle. And when I didn't make it because of the injury, I was thanking God. Mm. I was so grateful because I let got, off the hook. I was let off the hook, and I came back and I went to work for my oldest brother as an electrician. Long story short, I became an alcoholic. Ended up getting married a few years later. It was annulled after a year, before a year, um, and then I gave her the house and I went off. I started working out, doing steroids. That's when the steroids, mm. the smoking pot. I moved in with some buddies who worked at the gym. And they introduced me to ecstasy. They introduced me to steroids. They introduced me to cocaine. I got hooked on all of it. I never thought I'd become a drug addict, but I did. For seven years, I lived just selling ecstasy, snorting cocaine, drinking, womanizing, all of these things. So we'll get to my first book. This was many years ago. This is your
0: first, first book, Thank God I Got
2: Caught? Thank God I Got Caught from Prisoner to Worshipper. I always said I'd kill myself before I ever went to prison. Never say never. Or God allow you to go through the things you said you never could to show you that with him all things are possible. Which means you're going to face some tribulation and some difficulty. Yes, ma'am. Well, I didn't know it at the time. But I wouldn't change anything in my life, Babby. Nothing. Not the abuse and not what I'm fixing to tell you. So I used my house for a drug deal for a buddy, one of these guys from the health spa. They said, I'll give you $5,000 if you'll let me use your house for a drug deal. So we sold 10,000 hits of ecstasy, the largest drug bust in Dallas. This was many years ago. Uh, Over $2 million worth for $45,000. We were set up by a friend. We thought was a friend. He was an informant. This
0: was a sting then.
2: This was a sting. He was working off cases. Ours was the first and the largest. So when he brought the ecstasy in, I told him, this is not real. This is not real. And about that time, something told me to look around the corner. He was counting the money. I looked around the corner and about 20, 25 DEA police officers knocked down my front door, came in, threw me down against the fireplace handcuffed me behind my back. My fall partner had a gun. He had run off. They caught him down a ways. Long story short, the ecstasy wasn't real. Uh, Got thrown in jail, of course. I was in there nine days. My dad let me sweat a little bit. Then we got, uh, we were promised down the road. I was out on bond 18 months, but we went before the judge and because the ecstasy uh... was fake we probably would have been a jury trial so the uh... judge offered us ten years deferred adjudicated probation ten years deferred adjudicated probation. Would that
0: mean in, in prison or no, out of that prison? that we out of would prison. be on
2: probation You'd I on wouldn't a, have to go to prison okay. so our attorneys both of them said take it well eighteen months later many years ago uh... we had to go before the judge well I was the first one to stand up we were promised probation I, my fall partner was second. I went. He said, Mr. Crawford, I sentenced you to the Texas Department of Corrections for a term of 20 years. Cuff him put him in a holding cell. Oh, my. All I remember was my mother screaming in the courtroom. My father had just died. Mm. And then my fall partner, he got 20 years, too. I went to prison. The greatest thing to ever happen to me.
0: So what looked like uh, just a, a future of going, you know, into a hole of
2: darkness really turned out God bringing you to a light. I got saved there. Mm-hmm. Me, God, in a Bible. I'd been in church all my life, you know, as a little boy, but I knew what the sinner's prayer was and that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. But I rebelled against him until I got to prison. I gave my life to Jesus, me, God, in a Bible in a single cell. Yeah, God had you all to himself, didn't he? Had me all to himself, rock bottom. But it wasn't jailhouse religion. This was real. Yeah. So I also said after I got saved, God, if you'll get me out in less than 18 months, I'll serve you the rest of my life. People told me I was crazy. I was on an aggravated farm. Most of them were there for life. I told them God's going to get me out in less than 18 months on a 20. Miracle that after That sounded like miracle. a big, a far leap, right? It was, It was, but we serve a supernatural and a big God. Long story short, I was down to 18 months and two days. Now, remember, I said less than 18 months. I got a furlough, and that day, that was a miracle. That was a God thing because nobody on drug charges got furloughs. I got to come out, readjust to the free world, found a church, went back, and all of a sudden, they said, hey, 539747. They didn't call you by your name. That was my TDC number. I'll always remember. 539747. They just backdated nine days of your jail time for when I was in jail. My dad let me stay there nine days. Well, that was purpose. That was destiny. That was part of the plan. They backdated. It got me down to 17 months and 23 days. So there you have your less than 18 months. Less than 18 months. So God is hearing your prayer and you understanding, okay,
0: God is in this mix. So did that make you lean in and pay attention a little
2: more? It did. And I got out. My mother was living at the time, my grandmother, and that's when it hit me. I said, oh, my God, he answered my prayer. And the way he did it, when God does something, he does it supernaturally. Yes, he does. Because I did 18 months, two days, and got those nine days backdated. Well, I stayed clean for two years, Babby. Stayed clean. Old friend came back into my life. Bad company corrupts good morals. Okay, you will become who you hang around. It wasn't their fault. It was my own fault. I had a choice. But this person came back into my life. He said, hey, Clark, we're going to a ba- birthday party. Can you go tonight? You don't have to drink. You're strong. I went with them to a birthday party to a bar. I got drunk. Hit a curb on the way home. The only time I've ever been pulled over. Then I got put on probation. They didn't revoke my parole, so now I'm on parole and probation.
0: And that's a very difficult place to be because if you just trip over a curb, (laughs) you're going to go back to jail.
2: (laughs) That's right. Well, I went back to my old life. I was saved, but I wasn't free. There's a big difference between being saved. I was saved, but I wasn't free. Went back to doing drugs. Got a dirty UA on probation, and I ran. A UA is... Your analysis where you have to pee okay. in a cup. They check to see if you've done any drugs. Okay, see,
0: I, I've been living in a bubble. so you Yes, got to-
2: ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, that's called a UA. And uh, I flunked it. And I mm-hmm. went on to run for about two, two and a half months doing cocaine, ecstasy, women. I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I finally called my mother and my oldest brother. And I said, come pick me up, take me to Lou Sterrett. That's a jail in Dallas, Texas. I went and turned myself in.
0: So let's talk about that because you came, it kind of reminds me of the story of the prodigal son.
2: Oh God. Where it said, he came to
0: himself. Oh my God. He came to himself. And it's like you, you wake up, you find yourself in the pig pen, you're eating the food of pigs and he came to himself and he went home to his father. And so here you find yourself at the end of your rope and you call your mother. It's, it's the same story. I never
2: heard that. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. And so they picked me up, they took me down, I turned myself in. They could have revoked my parole and sent me back to prison, but they didn't. They sent me to a drug rehab, a jail in Houston, Texas for six months. I hit rock bottom there. Mm. I was going to hang myself. I ended up rebelling against one of the authorities. I had a problem with rebellion authority. They put me in solitary confinement, a dark cell, just had a little glass, you know. uh, I couldn't get mail. And I cried out to God, Babby. I said, God, if you're real, you got to do something. I'm telling you, Babby, within seconds, a card came flying in my solitary confinement. Oh, my goodness. I opened up the card. I went over to the glass where I could see. It was the footprints in the sand card. It said when you only see one set of footprints, it was there that I was carrying you. And I fell on my knees on that steel bed. I rededicated my life to Jesus. They brought me back. I've been serving him ever since.
0: Wow. And you know, I read your bio and it says that you serve uh, those are in prisons. Those are in jail. Those are in the rest home. Those are in youth detention center. Those are in halfway houses. And this is what I love about your ministry: is you're not waiting for somebody to come to you. You're going out there fulfilling Isaiah chapter 61, that says, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, to min- bind up those that are bruised, preach the acceptable year of the Lord." You know, it's beautiful. It. Talk to me. Talk to me about the fact that you're going out there and just ministering to those who. are were like, you know, in the hard places of life.
2: I go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. If I got the gas, I'll go to anybody, hospitals, nursing homes. I, lo- I used to love to go to nursing homes. God moved me here. It was a supernatural thing, a miracle from Texas to here, rest- restored my children. And so uh, I'm living in a motel. It was a drug infesting, meth, prostitutes. I live in this motel. Now they've cleaned the meth pretty much up. But People are at their, the name of the hotels, Wits Inn. They're wow. at their Wits Inn. People dying. Just had a 21-year-old, just turned 21, died, overdose, two doors down from me. I walk all around. I've gotten to know everybody. I, I've been there 22 months. And the kids come out. They don't have dads. Uh, other people come out, older people, addicted people. Trust is earned, not given. Yes. But it took time. Now they come out, and they just love me. The kids just hold on to me. I just
0: Tell me why you think that is. I'm, I'm asking. I'm saying I'm asking or no question comes I know. To the father,
2: let's the spirit draw him. God, through all my pain, all the suffering, all the setback, all the abuse, all the addiction. I've had a heart attack, a stroke. I was blind from a drug overdose, suicide attempts, scars on my body, gun to my head, knife to my neck. I could go on and on. I have to take a quick break, but we're going to come back Yes, okay, ma'am. and talk more about how Jesus changed your life. It's an yes.
0: amazing story. Listen, don't go anywhere. After this break, we're going to come right back and talk more with my friend, Clark Crawford, in his great book, I Thank God I Got Caught. Don't Go Away. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to the show. I hope you have been enjoying this great interview with the author of Thank God I Got Caught in so many other great books by Clark Crawford. Clark, you were telling us about just how God has changed your life. And just tell us, you know, about the power of change. Only God can do a miraculous thing like change the heart of a man. Can you talk about how he's changed your life? Let's just, you know, your testimony about what God is doing in your life now.
2: Ephesians 3, 20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power working in us. Yes. It's a power. Yes. As you said before break, he has sent us to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what we're called to do. Go out. And so I go out. I I anywhere everywhere I minister to kids I love on kids parents the elderly anywhere it's the power but once you're born again you can't help but want to help others what's freely been given to me I freely give away yes listen I want people to experience that power I want people to experience what I've experienced he set this captive free I was bound by anything and everything you could be bound by but when the spirit of god came into me when i was born again when i was saved the spirit of god the holy spirit man it's his power it's yes. the power of jesus you talked about
0: a moment ago uh, you mentioned just in your in, in your uh, testimony about the power of love you said that the kids are attracted to the power of love can you talk about that that attraction and what a magnet that is
2: love never fails Faith, hope, love these three, but the grace of these is love. It's all about love. People know real. Kids know real. When kids are coming up to you, they get off the bus when I'm walking. I walk through the through the hotel, then, then there's apartments in the back and trailer park. And I'll be back there when they're getting off the school bus. Hi, Clark! Hi, Clark! Just loving on me. Yes. They're drawn. It's yes. not Clark. It's Christ in me, the hope of, the hope of you glory. You know people by their fruit yes. love joy, peace, peace patience, patience, kindness, kindness goodness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yes. It's love that attracts the Spirit of God. It's love. Jesus loved me to health and hold us, and now he's anointed me. And now I love people by the Spirit of the living God. That's why people got to be born again. You want to be changed, ask Jesus to come into your heart. Yes. And, and so that's the power, love. So, love never
0: fails. So do you have an opportunity to go out and, and Share your story in churches or conferences and things like that.
2: I do, I do. I uh, long story short, I was just in South Carolina night before last. Uh, I have someone opening doors for me. TV stations everywhere, millions of people, and uh, the agency, uh, she has me going everywhere just to share my testimony. Well, that's I what love you need to, to be share, Because it's life changing. Uh, your listen, story is very compelling. I share my story. Usually in tears and brokenness, and you wouldn't believe the letters, the calls. Two people were saved the other night. I would believe. I would believe. uh, You would believe. Because it
0: because it's impacted just about every family, you know. It's and it's impacted my family as well.
2: Everybody is suffering. I don't care if you're rich, you're poor, uh, where you live. It's everywhere. Uh, people committing suicide, I want to reach those committing suicide before they commit suicide, yes. before they put a needle in their arm, yes. before they hang themselves.
0: Well, if- I wish we had more time. Lord. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had more time. But I thank the Lord that you came this way thank you, to God. share your story. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you and yours, my friend. Your story is compelling. And uh, thanks for coming this way.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Amen. My friend, thank you for watching. And I hope and pray that Clark's story has just encouraged you today, that if there's a challenge in your family, this is what a miracle looks like. This is what a miracle looks like. Well, thank you so very much for watching. And do me a favor. Visit my official website at babby.com, first name only, babby.com, and you'll be encouraged by the resources that you find there. Well, thanks again for watching the show. And until the next time we get together right here on this set at Babby's House, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. God bless you until next time.